Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Oh, yeah. You hear that? That's the Bebop Tales music. Yep, you know what time it is. It's time for Bebop Tales Season 3, The Desolation of Messingham, baby. I'm back. We had a little break there, but now we're in it to win it. And it's just me today. No messy Johnny here to mess things up. But I do have a couple of things to say. First, thank you to everyone who has sent in questions and art for me while we've been on break. I really appreciate it. I have been thinking over my answers and I have been dining like a king. Second, Jonathan planned a big announcement. But since we're not letting him on the show today, he asked me to say that Gen Z Media, his podcasting company, has partnered with PRX. He told me he'd put a link to it in the show notes. But the really cool thing about it is that it means new shows. Jonathan and his friends are going to be rolling out new shows this year starting with a game show for kids called Pants on Fire, coming in March. We have a new newsletter you can subscribe to. The link is in the show notes, so that's really exciting. But not as exciting as what's going to happen right now. If you remember what happened in the last episode of Bebop Tales, I had just defeated Messingham atop the two towers and was ready to head back home. So, was it a be? Oh, wait. I forgot to do my Jonathan impression. Actually, you know, I figured out a new way to get into it. Are you ready? It's my Jonathan chant. Jonathan, Jonathan isn't here. Time to make real his greatest fear. Make a podcast better than his own. Jonathan, Jonathan, do my show. Ha ha ha, got it. All right, here's Bebop Tales, Season 3, Episode 1. Tornado Town. It was the best of times. It was the best of times. That's how that saying goes, right? So it was true for our handsome, hardworking hero, Bebop. After facing off with the dreaded Messingham atop the two towers, Bebop had said, One simple word, home, and a portal opened, bringing him back to interdimensional space where Lowly delivered what he said was his greatest gift for Bebop, a portal back to his home planet. His return to the Percolator Robot Factory was like a king returning from battle. 
he was hoisted atop the shoulders of his brothers and sisters and carried around the town. He was washed of the dust from the rubble of the towers and the gloop of the wormhole worms, and he was fed the finest of paintings, the smoothest of statues, the crispiest of crayons, warm from the box. Life was good. Bebop introduced his friend, the Bubble Ninja, to his fellow robots, and they were surprised to learn of the little warrior's daring deeds and his efforts to help Bebop. For weeks, Bebop regaled his brethren with tales of his heroics, and his old friend Whip often sat by his side. Her language software had been repaired since Bebop had last seen her, and she was now a great conversationalist, and she had taken on a leadership role among Percolator's robots. And she told Bebop about what had happened in his homeland while he was gone. Things were not as rosy as they first appeared. Bebop didn't want to believe it at first, but after some time, he could see that it was true. Dr. Percolator wasn't around much. He had welcomed Bebop, or Tiny as they still called him. But as soon as the merriment began, he was gone again. While the rest of the robots were listening to Bebop's stories, or laughing at Bebop's stories, or asking him to tell another of his really funny stories, Dr. Percolator was down in his basement, in his lab, working on something. Nobody knew what. He's been down there ever since you disappeared, said Whip. I really thought he would stop now that you're back, but... None of us can convince him to come up. If truth be told, Bebop hadn't sought the company of Dr. Percolator. Though he knew it wasn't really him atop the towers, and he couldn't blame the doctor for messing him, pretending to be him, and saying all of those terrible things, the memory of it couldn't be erased so easily. It was like waking from a frightening nightmare, and that fear from the dream lingered into the next day even though he knew it wasn't real. The few times Bebop had caught sight of Dr. Percolator, grabbing coffee in the kitchen or slipping in or out of the bathroom, a chill had run up his circuitry. One day, Bebop was lounging in the backyard, watching his brothers and sisters play lawn bowling, while the Bubble Ninja dodged the bowling balls, keeping his ninja skills sharp. (laughs) Whip came out of the house and sat in the cool grass beside Bebop. You know you have to go talk to him, right, Tiny? Who? Bubble Ninja? No way. If I break his concentration now, he'll get crushed by one of the bowling balls. On your left, Bubble. The tiny ninja nimbly dodged a ball rolling right at him, picked up an acorn off the ground, and pelted the robot who had tried to surprise him. (laughs) You have to wake up pretty early in the morning to surprise me. I'm not talking about him, Tiny, said Whip. You know who I'm talking about. You haven't talked to Dr. Percolator at all since you've been back, and, well... I think you should. I will, said Bebop. Look alive, Ninja. 
Bubble Ninja somersaulted out of the way of two bowling balls, which crashed together. He lay down in the grass, pretending to fall asleep, bored by the robot's slow attempt to get him. Tiny, listen to me, said Whip. I know you've been gone a long time, and everyone, including me, thinks you are a hero. But you're not actually in charge around here. While the doctor has been preoccupied, I have been running the robot school, training up the robots in case of another attack. Is that all you got? The Bubble Ninja was now pretending to be a ballerina, dancing atop one of the bowling balls. Looks like the robots need more training, said Bebop. They do, and I can't do everything myself. You need to go talk to Dr. Percolator. Get him re-engaged with the robots, or get him to show you what he's been working on. Or at the very least, convince him to come outside and get a breath of fresh air. Bebop hesitated. Come on, she said. Dr. Percolator needs you. You don't always have to be locked in battle to be a hero. Okay, said Bebop, standing up. I'll do it, but you have to make sure Bubble Ninja doesn't dismantle any of our sisters or brothers, okay? Oh, come on, just one. Bebop descended into the basement of Dr. Percolator's home. At the bottom of the stairs was a small storage room. Shelves lined with electronics and various devices. There was also a door to Dr. Percolator's private laboratory. Bebop knocked. Dr. Percolator, it's tiny. Bubble Ninja is outside with the robots. You should see it. He's dancing circles around them. No response. Dr. Percolator. Bebop knocked again. Nothing. He tried the doorknob and turned it slowly. Dr. Percolator, are you all- Don't come in! shouted the doctor. Bebop caught a glimpse of his panicked face just as the doctor put a hand on the door and slammed it shut. Bebop heard locks turning. There were a lot of locks. Okay, okay, I won't come in, said Bebop. What are you working on in there that's so sacred anyhow? More locks locked. Okay, I get it, said Bebop. Message received. Now tell me what's going on. More locks. Okay, was that the let? Okay, now will you talk to me, said Bebop. But there was no response on the other side of the door. Dr. Percolator had retreated into the lab. Look, I know I've been avoiding you. I haven't told you what the last day was like between me and Messingham. We were on this these towers, and I really thought I... The entire house shook. Bebop grabbed onto the railing of the stairs to keep from falling over. He forgot the doctor for a second. He ran upstairs and could immediately see through the kitchen window that outside, everything had changed. Bebop burst out into the backyard, 
but it took him a moment to understand what he was seeing. It was like the sky had been ripped open. A sheet of blue torn and rolled back like wrapping paper. A black tornado spun out of the hole, but it wasn't a regular tornado. It seemed almost intelligent, like it had a mind of its own. It snaked out from above and vacuumed up Bebop's brothers and sisters one by one, sometimes two or three at a time. Bebop dashed for his fellow robots, but every time they were grabbed before he could get to them. The last one left was Whip, and as the cruel fingers of the tornado pulled her up into the sky, Bebop heard a familiar laugh, carried along on the wind. <laughs> Mess again! He said, When will this end? The cloud disappeared. The sky closed up like nothing had ever happened. The birds sang again. The sun shone down. But all of his friends were gone. Bebop searched the grass and called out for Bubble Ninja, but nothing. He turned back to the house. Dr. Percolator hadn't come out at all. He hadn't even raised the shade on the small basement window to see what had happened to his family. Bebop was furious. He threw open the door to the house and marched down the stairs. He pounded on Dr. Percolator's door. Doctor, I don't know what you have cooking in there, and I don't care. Since you refuse to come out, let me tell you what just happened out here. The locks all began clicking and unlocking at once. The door flew open, and there stood Dr. Percolator, sweaty, red-cheeked, breathing heavily. Bebop was about to scold the doctor for staying in the basement and not trying to help, but Percolator held up his hand. Everyone is gone. Messingham has them. He sucked them all up with one of his tornadoes, and now they are all in his warlock prison. I know, said Dr. Percolator. Bebop looked down. Dr. Percolator was holding what looked like a small ball. Lights blinked in different colors all around it, though Bebop didn't see any light bulbs. It was like the lights were made of magic. Dr. Percolator held it out, and it floated up between Bebop and the doctor. It changed shapes from a ball to an arrow to a bird, to a microphone, to a small spaceship. Bebop couldn't take his eyes off of it. It looked like one of Dr. Percolator's machines, but it also looked alive. Well, said Dr. Percolator, pushing past Bebop, what are we waiting for? Let's go get him. Bebop Tales, Bebop's confused, Dr. Percolator is one weird dude. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales. Alright, well I hope you like the return of Bebop Tales. What's gonna happen? And what is that weird thing that Dr. Percolator has? You'll find out next week, maybe. I like spoilers for Fincaspian but not so much for Bebop Tales. Now, of course, we have a lot of thanks to give today. One, I want to say thank you to Layla, 
who's 10 from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She provided the sound of Dr. Percolator's weird object. So thank you so much for that sound club submission. And I got some artists to thank too. So thank you to Emerson from New Orleans, Louisiana. Otis, who's five from Lexington, Kentucky. Ian and Isla, who are twins, age six from Managua, Nicaragua. Rosie, who's five from Australia. Jake, who's four from Cape Town, South Africa. Asa and Ava from High Wycombe, England. James Maddox, Griffin, who's 10, and Weber, who's 7, from Newport Beach, California. Drake in Three Forks, Montana. Arlo, who's 10, in Ojai, California. Peyton from Virginia. Elaine and Joshua, who are both 6, from Michigan. Katya, who's 7, and Sajan, who's 9, from Fort Collins, Colorado. Sam from Birmingham in the UK. Penelope, who's 8, from Chicago. Nathan Drake Regan. Miles from San Francisco, California. Julianne from Summersville, Missouri. Our pal Zia. Abigail, who's five, from Ferndale, Washington. Aiden Kaplan and Clark, who's seven, from Iowa. Thank you all so much. And now we have a great joke from our pal Vince, who's seven, from Pleasanton, California. Hi, my name is Vincent. I'm from Pleasanton, California, and I'm seven years old. Here's my joke. Where did the bull take the cow? To Mookery! <laughs> That's a great joke, Vince. We've heard a lot of cow space-related jokes, but this one had a twist. I really liked it. Thank you so much, Vince. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. The first one comes out next week. And thanks again to everybody who sent in their sounds, their jokes, and their art. All of that is so yummy. All right. We'll see you next week. It's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And we're we're a GZM GZM family. family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Do you want to hear your family at the end of a show giving a shout out? Go to gzmshows.com slash shout out to learn more. That's gzmshows.com slash shoutout for a chance to be heard on this show.